What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Tim and I have a fun one for you. As always, we start with our uh, kind of fun conversation. We chop it up. We update each other on our lives, what's going on. Um, I got on the golf course recently, and it went surprisingly well. So we kind of <laughs> go into that. Um, and then I talk about uh, a show I saw recently. I went to see Jordan Peterson. Uh, then kind of throw in my business update a little bit early on in the show. But after that, going to the business updates, I hired uh, some business coaching and mentorship. Just need a little more guidance there. Uh, my health and fitness tip, I talk about recovery and letting your body really recover. Uh, then I finish with book talk, How Emotions Are Made by Lisa Feldman Barrett and talking about uh, separating uh, the terms, emotions, and actions of things and, and what we're feeling emotionally and defining that accurately so we can better work with them. So we kind of dive into that a little bit as well. Tim, where did you take us today? Yeah, this was a great uh, great episode. Good, good morning to record. We talked about it on the episode, but had, had the rain uh, pattering on the window outside pattering. the... Uh the office here. So it's been, a, it's been a great episode. I think you guys are going to love this. We talk, give some good updates about our business. Um, we kind of had a nice little brainstorming session about like your business, yeah. uh, my business, kind of just, just some things there with, with relationship building and um, nice little how, give and take. how we can provide the best uh, value possible to people. And then, uh, yeah, apart from my business updates, I talk about um, what you can do with the header on your resume to differentiate yourself from other people. Uh, so just a quick tip there. Um, and then in the show uh, with Book Talk, talking about Drew Brees, the professional uh, football player, retired now, his book, Coming Back Stronger, um, talking about how you can um, avoid negative energy, uh, push it to the side, and perform the best you can in the moment for other people, how you can do that. So I thought that was a good discussion there. Uh, yeah, I know you guys are going to love this. And uh, please, always feel free to reach out to us if you want us to talk about anything, address any topics. Um, if you have any questions for us about anything, like we just we want to be a resource for you. you don't we don't want to just put like episodes out. We want to uh, interact with you guys too. So always feel free to reach out. So without further ado, episode one eighty three. What do you say to the people who are like, oh, you shouldn't drink out of plastic water bottles because the plastic in your body? My mom was trying to scare me yesterday. She's like, hey, uh, did you know that they did a study where the average human being has drank so much water or plastic that they have. 20 credit cards in their body I mean <clears throat> I think there's some valid validity behind it is it enough to make you switch to not drinking plastic water bottles and only drinking out of stainless steel um, well I guess my shaker bottles are plastic too right I drink mm -hmm. out of those all the time but I drink out of uh, containers like like these nice Yetis you and I are drinking yeah so hey, um, yeah, <clears throat> no free ads. Um, yeah, we got these really nice Yeti uh, mugs and and things that we've been rocking for quite a while. We haven't heard a peep. I'm just saying, not saying, but I'm saying. So if they're hearing it, because I'm saying enough of it. You're saying, you're yeah. saying it with your chest. I'm saying, yeah, you know, a little sponsorship here and there for the little guy making a come up. Let's go. Yeah, little guys. Yeah, we're we're working. Yeti, come on. Dexter agrees too. Yeah, De got my Dexter's laboratory shirt on. We are. All go, no show this morning, everybody. Welcome to fucking Off the Dome Radio. Anyway, um, kind of <laughs> got was on. A good, that was one of the best. Kind of got on live one introductions we've ever had. Thank you for that. Um, no, there is. So I am not the best at it. Um, I use a lot of Tupperware that they say it's like microwave safe, but I don't like to heat up in plastics. Mm -hmm. If I'm on the go or if I have meals that I took to the gym, we have like bowls and stuff i just get lazy sometimes throw it mm -hmm. in there but i don't drink a lot of actual like water like water from water bottles yeah. again it's mostly stuff like these yeti containers uh for i have one for water too um shaker bottles mm -hmm. things like that so i mean i drink out of those every day yeah. like during my workout so i guess i do drink water out of quite a bit of plastic i do too yeah there's just Damn a lot it, of Tim. there's a lot of reports out there i don't know yeah like I, it's and, definitely and like, a thing. Yeah, for like, sure. I I like I like good water. Like there's mm -hmm. definitely a noticeable difference from brand to brand. So like I'm a brand person like what what tastes the best? Right. So yeah, at this point but at the same time I have like a a Brita water filter at home that sits in the um, 
the refrigerator. Clutch. You, you put like tap water through it, and uh, like it filters like also plastic and like all the plat. Yeah. Oh yeah, pla- plastic. But the container yeah. is plastic. Yeah, that's pretty good. But like at so the same time, it's just it's like not it's. Yeah, it's not as convenient to like fill it up all the time and right. obviously like take on the go. But yeah, yeah, the best would be like the like faucet style. Yeah. Is the most convenient. Man, I go to my parents and I get ruined because they have like the the you touch the you tap the faucet and it turns on. Mm-hmm. Like the neck of the actual faucet, you tap it and it turns on and off. Mm-hmm. So then I come back to my place in Indy and I try to turn the faucet on. I'm tapping this faucet for like thirteen <laughs> different taps like an idiot. I don't have that shit. That's yeah. nice stuff. Those are um, fun to use. My sister has that. Oh, they're great. Your hands are dirty. You just back of the hand tap. Yeah. A little tappy tap. A little tap, tap, taparoo, Will Smith style. Um, but uh, no, there's definitely, yeah, plastics, consuming plastics is harmful to the body for sure. Mm. Um, now, yeah, but the question is like, how much is too much? Like, so are I would the, I would say point of no return like no I would this say compared to other things we have in our body like there are and how much attention we should give to it right well I don't think it should like ruin your life unless you're doing nothing but plastic water bottles all the time if you're always heating up in Tupperware all the time um, like you if you have even a paper bowl or plate to put mm-hmm. your food on or glass like I'm probably going to invest in some glass. Um, Tupperware mm-hmm. soon just because I use so much freaking Tupperware, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll probably switch to that because that's a big constant and I'm only 28. So it's like I got a lot of years left where I can still keep using plastics and maybe do harm to my body. Mm-hmm. But in terms of, so if you're thinking, oh man, yeah, I do a lot of plastic water bottles. But if you're eating McDonald's six days a week, let's arbitrage a little bit. Let, mm-hmm. Let's... You know, what's the most important right now? If your diet is dog shit, focus on that before the plastic water bottle Mm -hmm. or or the Tupperware, whatever it may be. Get the biggest things in check. I'm not going to say the easiest, but the biggest and probably easiest to put at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. Working out, exercise, sleep before plastics. Like trash in all of those areas compared to drinking water out of a, you know, you name it, container. Mm -hmm. I think those are going to have a bigger impact um, quicker, but I'm no doctor, than if you had a water bottle a day. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't think it's nothing. Like, plastic in the body is is a thing. It's it's harmful. Like, we have yeah. uh, toxins and metals and, and things like that, which some of those do come from plastics. Yeah. So, and if you heat plastic or... Um, you know, heat up your food in the microwave and it's in a plastic container of some sort, a Tupperware, like you might not know it or taste it or see it, but to a certain point, you're melting that plastic into the food. Mm-hmm. So that's why heating up in a different container is best. Again, like I said, I'm not perfect. Sometimes if I'm at the gym office, I'm like, ah, oh, just toss it in because I'm hungry and not take mm-hmm. the extra five seconds to put it in a plastic bowl or something. Yeah. Um, but now after this discussion gonna do everything i can to stop heating up shit in plastics right but i mean your mom has she has good points yeah should we like get super scared about it at the end of the day she tells me because she cares and you gotta you got, always gotta welcome that so. moms are the best shout out to all the moms shout out <laughs> um but yeah i mean good uh good thing to know for sure and just be conscious of um but yeah I think do what you can. Yeah. You know, if you can, you know, spend a little more and get some glass Tupperwares, do so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, get get a nice container. Um, I want to tell you to get a Yeti uh, for your water, like your everyday drinking water, but, you know, I, waiting on that sponsorship. I'm just, they're really nice. The second carrot has been dangled. They're really so. nice. Yeah, you know, my mm. coffee is still hot from brewing yeah. it like two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's perfect. Um, but see, yeah, we can show these off for the camera. Like, it's yeah. nice. I got the 14-ouncer oh, yeah. here. We got the big boy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not playing around. Um, so, yeah. All right. So what's what's uh, new in the life of Collins? Like? New in the life? Oh, man, dude. How much time do we have? 
As much as much as we need, man. Okay. <clears throat> um, pulling up our our topics here. I uh, so the people that I got certified with my nutrition um, uh, through Nutritional Coaching Institute (NCI). They, I forget if I saw an email or it was a social media something, but they were like, "Hey, schedule a free call with." Um, so-and-so and and someone I've talked to before Mm -hmm. over there and um, I've only had positive interactions with with the people that work at NCI and it was you know schedule a call for us to take a look under the hood of your business I'm like well I kind of need that because the hours I'm putting in and the return I'm not seeing I'm just missing something like I don't know what I don't know and so we're talking and I have since uh, paid for them to be my business coach. Okay. So I'll go through different modules uh, that will take me different periods of time, but I will connect with different coaches. I'll be on different live calls and things, um, you know. So marketing and funnels with this person, the you know, kind of starting off the program with this coach. So they kind of use a little bit of everyone in their areas of expertise, which is cool. But um. Decent investment, but uh, they are pretty confident in their abilities. I've seen what they've done with other coaches. Mm-hmm. And he was like, look, man, you're not a brand new coach. You know how to coach people. I've seen what we do with brand new coaches. And we're going to we're gonna get you where you want to be. Yeah. So I think the next six months for me, as long as I stay consistent on all my shit, um, I'm yeah. looking to have some big changes with the business and scaling it, scaling it. A lot more so next year. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's good that you're. Doing I got to do the work though. That. Yeah, keep keep us updated on uh, mm-hmm. the new things you learn through that program over, over the next six months. And yeah, I'm interested to see like from your perspective what you think right now and what what they walk you through. If it's a matter of doing something you're currently doing better or doing something completely new, adding sure. in. I wonder like what the approach will be. Well, they're gonna. So yeah, they watch me through the whole thing. Um, and one of, the, one of the biggest things they'll help me with is obviously funnels, but mm-hmm. it's not just cold DM in 100 people a day. Like I was talking to my guy Dustin over there. He's like, look, man, any business coach online, that is at least one of the steps they're going to have you do is just DMing people cold like 100, 200 a day. Mm-hmm. And it's like we don't do that. And I would hate doing that. Like I don't want to do that. Um but onboarding and systems and processes, which I need help with because I hate mm. making those things. I hate writing processes for when I scale so people can read it. Like I hate writing manuals on how to do things. I just – I despise it. Mm-hmm. But they might have a better way to do it. They might have nice templates. Who knows? Um, but I've been less worried about the sexiness of the business, the forms and things than just getting results for my clients. Mm-hmm. Like before the forms look nice – uh, the work has to to be good. Mm-hmm. So, but they'll help me with that. I also got the rest of their continued education. So um, I started another, like their mindset. Then I'll do uh, like hormone, thyroid. I'll do the lever, level two, the entire level two, which is more performance based, mm-hmm. which is what I want to do. Like I want to work with performers. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I dig that from yeah. X Games to golf like i want to deal with performers um for a multitude of different reasons but i'm just drawn to that um part of health and fitness so i think they're really going to help me overhaul again as long as i stay consistent do all the work and i asked him i was like hey man how do i set myself up the best to be extremely successful through and after this Mm -hmm. he's like man do the boring work yeah he's like when it when you don't when you question it when you don't know if you should even do that one extra step, he's like, trust the coaches and do exactly what they tell you to do, exactly how they tell you to do it. Yeah. Just keep following through on your end and we will on ours. Yeah. Performers. Yeah. Because you, you got to think about the fringe sports, right? I'm sorry? The fringe sports. The sports uh, where mm-hmm. it's not like totally common for athletes to be like really into nutrition and have like because like there's a lot of sports out there where like basketball and football where 
a lot of the like most of the players professionally like they had like they have a solid nutrition plan training right. program either through their team or whatever but like what are the sports where like people are individuals like golfers or snowboarders who yeah. they're not really like on a structured schedule they're not like and it's maybe not as common for people to have nutrition plans in that sport um and i guess yeah not exploit those but like really invest like your efforts in like because uh, you talk about performers so yeah like, yeah maybe like, they'll point in the direction of like people who are getting paid to perform people who aren't getting paid to perform like what mm-hmm. what is the that ideal client look like for you like i guess i need to narrow my athlete search down but i like athletes like yeah you and i working at the golf course that's fun for me you're very coachable yeah. athletes who are performance driven um are easier to coach too because they like they see where they need to get yeah and they see me as uh, a way to bridge from where they're at to where they want to be yeah um There's but so i love i love x games yeah. summer and winter i absolutely love it um i would love to work with uh an athlete it could mm-hmm. they could be on a snowboard they could be on a snowmobile snowmobile I just love that world of sports. Mm-hmm. Skateboarder, that would be super cool to name it. But I still love basketball, like grow up playing ball. I would love to work with, you know, the more quote unquote traditional athletes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you make a good point of the ones where they're more individual, like professional wakeboarding, water skiing. Yeah. You know, are, maybe they're on top of their nutrition. Maybe they're kind of neutral, pretty balanced. But golfers, yeah. Like, and you like, know, especially and, when golfers have to walk that much. Yeah. Like, so just to like, I don't know if I'm just a little nuts, but thinking about, okay, if a golfer is uh, slightly overweight, one, it's harder to move. They don't rotate as well, likely, mm-hmm. but you know, they're golfers, so they're rotating all the time. But uh, they could be uh, stronger without that when they're walking an entire course even if they don't really feel gassed, like their body is working harder than someone who is 20 pounds, 30 pounds lighter. Right. So now that body has less overall stress. Mm-hmm. And if your body is under duress, you're going to be tighter, a little more anxious, not be as fluid. If your body's cool as a cucumber, like, oh man, I feel good. Let's walk all day. Yeah. Like I'm good to go. Someone in shape like uh, McElroy, Tiger Woods, when he was kind of prime, he was yoked. Oh my gosh. Man, he was an animal yeah no t- tiger p- transformed the way athletes like prepare their body for golf because like before tiger yeah there were some people that um were like really fit and like really strong but at the same time like everyone just thought of golf as like who can go out and like shoot the best score like people were fo- focused on that but like right. yeah it, it's a marathon like you're playing 72 holes each tournament and you're walking from hole one to hole 72 like mm-hmm. you're you're having a whole different bet like you just highlight you're having a whole different battle Apart from the like shooting a good score on the golf course, if you were well fed before you started, like 90, 120 minutes before you actually teed off, like that fuel is kicked in. You, your body is super primed, you're ready to just rock everyone's world. But yeah, you're in good shape, you move better, you feel better, um, your body is under less stress, you'll perform better, you're more relaxed, and it's just you know, if you eat, eat right, it's like your body's going to thank you and you're going to just outlast everyone else. Yeah. And like I said, in terms of overall stress, you will, you will have much lower uh, dress on the body from, you don't have the extra weight. You're not sluggish. You're not winded where you Mm got to catch your breath before you can even swing again. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so, I mean, just circling back to like the initial, like you, you know what you want to do here. Like, you know what your solution is, mm-hmm. you know what makes you different. Like you have like a complete picture of like how it's going to work out. sounds like, I just think, yeah. and that's why you're partnering with this company. Like you, you want to find the way of like reaching that person and like telling them that and right. them getting to understand and like come on board. Cause like you have, you have the idea in between. I think in, yeah, I need and, to grow and, the I'm, business. and I'm trying to like think of this, like for my business too, like. As, as you as you expand like like what's the best way to make that connection like obviously like you can reach out to your potential clients directly and and engage them directly but I also I think it's also valuable to reach out like who are the people that are in their circles who they trust mm. apart from themselves like that's like point. looking at an example from like golf like golf 
or any professional sport. Like, I think the, like the agent of the athlete would be a, per, a good person to contact. Yeah. I think like in golf, the caddy of the golfer would be a good person. Like, got it. We show the go- like caddy. Like, what does this guy eat on the golf course? Like, what's I mean, I know he's a good golfer. He's one of the best in the world. He's a professional. He gets paid to do it. But, like, what's his, like, stamina like on the golf course? Like, how does he feel throughout the round? And, like, yeah. do you think that that has... What's, a... what's hole 13 and 14 feel like? Yeah. Because, like, dude, yeah. I think that's that's just, that's a really good way to go about it, too. Mm-hmm. So Like, are they tracking water? Like, yeah. how, you know? Like, if I were... At this point, like, someone asked me the other day, like, hey, do you have any employees right now? I'm like... No, because like I'm really not sure what I want that employee to do yet. Because because mm. one angle is like, and what I was thinking about is like, I kind of feel like just paying someone to send like 200 e- like messages and like make 200 connections a week, whether it's with like recruiting companies or whether it's with with like universities or whether it's like anybody, re- not reach out to resume people like directly, but like who are the people that they interact with on a re- daily basis? Who's in their circle and like who do they sure. trust? Because like. Yeah, if they have someone else telling them like, "Hey, like this person," I think they're, I think it's also valuable, as valuable to tell them directly. Yeah, that so. referral is, is big. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, that's a great point. Um, and I haven't thought of who do I know that has circles like that. Yeah, I I just think the first things that come to mind are like agents, like <coughs> like these ad, like most time these athletes either have like a like a close friend, that's one group, but they also have an agent. They have a financial manager. They have they have people, I feel like, most of them, yeah. depending. But, yeah. That's what I'm talking about, like, the fringe athletes. Like, the people who, like, they're, like, kind of in that train. Like, s- some people in the sport have that type of team. Some people don't. Maybe it's, like, they're kind of, the sport's in a weird space where people are transitioning to more of a nutrition, like, mm-hmm. breathing-based thing. But Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I do a lot of different approaches for yeah. performance. Right. Um, and things I've done on my own body. So... Hey, one thing that your breathing has helped me out with yeah. golf that I didn't foresee is putting on the on the putting green. Like obviously we do the breathing work for power off the tee and like mm-hmm. full swing, but I find it like relaxed. Like I now have like a breathing technique before I line up, before yeah. I go to hit every putt. It's like really relaxing. I almost it, don't feel my arms when I putt. Like once I'm, I feel my trunk and I'm engaged. I almost don't feel my arms. It's so light. I would, but also accurate feeling. My yeah. club, yeah, my putter doesn't move. Like, yeah. like sometimes I would like flow up or down, like if I was tenser shoulders, mm-hmm. but once I like fill through the trunk and, and breathe how we were doing, like it just, it's like water. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm no golfer, by the way, big disclaimer. I suck at golf, but I feel the changes. Yeah. And I, yeah. And you talk about the arm feeling, but yeah, like you, you do something over and over so much muscle memory that when you get the breathing down, like that muscle memory, like really goes into effect. Like you just... You just feel good when you do it. Yeah, and there's like a, huh, this is what that feels and like. And with with weightlifting too, I've, I've noticed the it's biggest difference. Huge. Like my, my with, like when I focus on breathing, like the A, the quality of my reps, like how good the reps are. B, like how much I'm able to do and like my efficiency with everything. Mm-hmm. And then I just, yeah, C, I like I just I feel like I'm, it's, I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting more for each rep when I focus on breathing. Instead of going out in there just... Yeah. Like trying to pump as much out. Um, it's been good. Yeah. And so next thing to try as well, uh, that will help in just life in general, but also performance. If you're doing, like if you're just lifting and your intensity isn't super high, see how long you can train only breathing through your nose. Mm-hmm. Or if you go and shoot buckets by yourself for like 20, 30 minutes, see if you can do that all nasal breathing think about not opening your mouth like if you got your music in you're just kind of in your your tim zone see if you can go that time without breathing through your mouth Mm. okay will do Mm -hmm. captain (laughs) (laughs) um because i do that a lot like if i go in and just do off day stuff on my own um or even if it's before class like through both warm-ups that our coach will lead us through you know, unless I'm actually John with people, like I'll try to do it all nasal. Mm-hmm. I mean, it increases oxygen in the, in the blood. So your body's under less stress. You can handle more stress. So I'll do, you know, five, six, seven minutes on a, on an erg, a bike or a row and just keep my mouth shut. And that just helps build tolerance within the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
yeah, that would help with um, with your golf for sure. Um, again, just stress, staying relaxed, but yeah. overall daily stress we can handle more uh, with simple techniques like that. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, other than that, uh, started watching Succession on okay. HBO. I've yes. heard good things. It's, I've heard people talking about that. Yeah, I like it. I think the writing could be a little bit better, but I'm not writing for TV shows. But I think it could be improved a little bit. But it, it does a great job of showing how a family business can get a little ugly if it's not clear who's going to take over, who's getting paid what, who's in what position. If that's not absolutely crystal clear... Um, where maybe everyone's a little unhappy, but they're all together against, you know, likely dad who's going to step down eventually. Mm-hmm. Like that's best case scenario. But, you know, if that's not all written out well, then it can get real bad. Yeah. But, or you just don't do business with family. Right. And um, there's just always, always lessons to be taken from any show. That's what I like. Yeah. And it's like you see. You see different sides of business, like it's yeah. it's a TV show, but you know how cold business can be in that show is equally, if not lesser, than how cold business can be in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, good show, good show. I watch good. it like while I cook and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, oh, I saw Jordan Peterson. Oh yeah, that's the was other, that good? Other biggest thing, yeah, man, it's it's super high level. Like shit, mm-hmm. that man is so smart. It's scary. But that's nice because it forces you to really stay engaged and try to think about every word he's actually saying. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those that's hard to tell people like, oh, what all did he talk about? <laughs> I mean. Here, here's how I describe because I saw tough. him a year or uh, two years ago. Uh-huh. His, his performances are, are unique. Not performances, but his talks are unique because he obviously like has an outline that he's following, like what he wants to talk about. But you can tell legitimately on stage that he's thinking through concepts while he's on stage. And like yep. he's generating new thoughts while he's on stage talking to the audience. So you feel like you're also you're like in in his office like while he's thinking over stuff. Like yeah. it's a it's a unique type of thing. It doesn't feel scripted at all. Like it feels like he's actually thinking through. Right. And I admired his long pauses. Yeah. Like he would stand there and just stare at the ground or over at the wall and like while he's getting a thought together. Mm-hmm. And then he would start talking again. Yeah. And it's like, wow, there's so much power in that. You could hear a pin drop. And everyone's just watching this man think of what he's going to say next. Like, mm-hmm. where is he going to take us? Oh, it was, it was yeah, fantastic. Good. <clears throat> um, but, it's good, good to hear he's like, he's healthier and again. And yeah. Being yeah. Able it's, to, they to were. And do tours and stuff. Yeah. He was with, Michaela was with him, his daughter. And yeah, they both look good. So it was a fun show. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's new in your life, Tim? Yeah. Um, well, now that you said that, it reminds me. I saw a comedian this past weekend. Mark, oh, nice. Mark Norman. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we'll start with the weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, I saw Mark Norman. Okay, um, I don't think I've seen him. He's a comedian. He's uh, He's been on Rogan. He's been at it for about – he's in his mid-30s. He's been a comedian for about like 10 to 15 years. So okay. He's, but he's like really big now, I would say. I mean, here's how I describe it. Like if you're like – if you're like – a big like entertainment industry fan or like you know like if, if you're like big comedy fan like he's really big if and you most people know who he is but like i, I find like mainstream like people like not, not a lot of people will hear about him like he's still becoming more popular yeah he has like i'm trying to think he has like half a million followers on instagram so like it's idea. not nothing like, yeah it's not nothing but yeah he was he was really good i i enjoyed the show um, it was at Helium um, downtown, okay, Minneapolis, nice. within the, the Circle Center Mall. Yeah, um, I was just surprised at like how many people they were able to fit in there. He sold out a show. Obviously, he was there for three nights. He sold out every show. But, nice. Good um, for him. I'll have to check him out. Yeah, yeah, it was good. And one thing I liked about his performance, and I don't go to a lot of comedian performances, but um, he like re- he really knows how to engage the audience. Like he he did like a it's kind of like a Q and A session at the end where like. He'll just like invite the audience to like spit out random stuff, yeah. and he'll like work off of like what they say. Like okay, and, that's and they cool. Kept, they kept on. Someone was like, "Who drinks more, Burt Kreischer or I can't remember who the other person they said." But like the the comedians that like you can just tell like 
the sense of community he's built yeah. based on the types of things that like the inside jokes that people say to him, like based on what, like the past shows he's done and like his social media, how he interacts with fans on there. And yeah, I just thought it was, it was good performance. I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah. Good. Uh, and then, yeah, also bought a house and closed on that. Oh, no big deal. Tim yeah. bought a house. Up, up in Noblesville, Indiana, north Let's side go. of Indianapolis. Big um, congrats. For, That's first, huge. First time home buyer. Yeah, it's, it was fun process. And obviously, it's it's not over. I'll be uh, making the move over the next couple months and um, doing doing the stuff we need to do to, to make it our own. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just excited like to have a space that's mine. Yeah. To have, just like more creative thinking space to like live in a neighborhood where I'm like five minute walk from a basketball court. I was telling you, I think I might be more excited for the basketball court in our neighborhood. I think you probably are. (laughs) Give a rat's ass about the house. But yeah, no, it'll be good. You're fine. It'll, I'm going to be, I mean, I'm an outdoors person. I go outdoors all the time. I play golf all the time, go outside, but like living where I live now will allow me to be outdoors more. And I'm I'm excited. Good. Yeah. Good, man. What's your address? (laughs) (laughs) Just know I'm in Noblesville. That's all you gotta know, people. <laughs> well, that's that's good, man. You uh, have you kind of pictured in your mind what your office is gonna look like? Have you yeah. laid it out a little bit? I was there yesterday. Obviously, it's an empty house right now. We'll be moving stuff over gradually, but yeah, yeah I have my folding table set up, and I have a, a putting green that our realtor gifted to us as a nice. home gift. So those are the only two things that are just set up in the middle of the living room right now. I was there yesterday. Um, and yeah, just kind of getting measurements for things, like trying to decide like what I'm going to buy, how, which, which couch or furniture I can buy mm-hmm. and getting the measurements for my office. But yeah, I have a, I have a pretty clear idea of what I want it to look nice. like now. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to get like a, uh, a standing desk that has the button where you can elevate it and convert it to a sitting desk. Oh, super clutch. Up and down. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely going to have like a, a TV in my office as well. Like a, a huge monitor to watch stuff on, whatever. But yeah, you'll see. You'll see when it's done. Gonna have mad money on there. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. Good for you guys, man. We'll have you over soon. Dude, absolutely. Oh, I'm there. Yeah, good for you guys. Noblesville is nice, man. It's I lived there for a little bit and it's it's nice up there. It's quiet. Yeah. Like you're you're away from the noise. And when I moved up there, that's kinda what I needed. A little just quiet space to figure my shit out, get get the business going. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to like it. I think, I and mean, you have a basketball it's the court. small things, right? I just wanted to be able to walk outside my house and walk and run or whatever, do, bike, whatever, and mm-hmm. feel safe. It's just all I want. That's, yeah. And that's what, that's what you get there. Not have cigarette so. smoke floating from the floor yeah. beneath you. Yeah, I just want to breathe clean air. Is that yeah. too much to ask? Yes. Absolutely, it, it is. Actually, it is. You're yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Freak off, Tim. <laughs> um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You have to come by. Maybe maybe make you guys a meal in your own kitchen. Yeah. Do a little cookaroo. Yeah, you made beef stroganoff for me a couple weeks ago. Dude, yes. Wouldn't, haven't, mind, ha- haven't wouldn't mind having it, that again, obviously. Haven't made it since. I'll make it again. Yeah. That's Sansa. easy <clears throat> easy go-to. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, I like that one. Got that one from Mama Slakes. Mm-hmm. But that shit can hit. Yeah. This man can cook, people. Just I play, dabble. Just let you know. I dabble. Yeah, he's cooked for me and not you. So... <laughs> <laughs> just twist that knife a yeah. I consider myself lucky and grateful <clears throat> man but yeah um want to take us through some business tips yeah got any for tips sure. for the, the folks um yeah so I'm just for when I talk about oh yeah business I'll, I'll, I'll talk about business updates and then I'll give a career resume writing mm. tip um, so just Love a it. couple quick things, no like crazy updates about, uh, resume writing business right now. I'm just enjoying working with new people and still like constantly like refining my process of like asking questions and investigating needs and making people feel comfortable on the phone when we first meet. So still perfecting those processes, but continuing to, I mean, it's crazy that our discussion, uh, 15, 20 minutes ago about uh, building a business has, yep. has my mind working about my business right now too. Yep. But um, fostering relationships with recruiters and like people who um, deal with the same people that I provide value to. So try, trying to invest in those relationships. And yeah, I really think at this point I need to like hire someone to like just make these connections. Like their sole responsibility is to I'll, I'll create like something that they can send out and I'll create like a list of points about 
who I am and like why people enjoy working with me and just have them do that. That's what I want to do right now with that. But how do you how do you think you're going to go about like what are you going to look for to find that type of person? Like you're looking for basically a, a connector, a broker of people. Yeah, right? just so, doing something that I don't have time to do right now. Like right. I literally have like the per I mean, obviously like the person I would bring on like they can educate me on creative ideas and I, I want them to give me insights that I'm not thinking about. But at the same time, like I know exactly how I want to reach out to people and um, they can mix their own formula into it. But I'm just going to give the person the blueprint of like, Hey, like here, here are the types of people. Like I want you to contact like universities in mm -hmm. this section of the United States. I want you to contact recruiting company, like the, like find as many recruiting companies as you can yeah. find as many solo entrepreneurs who run their own business being a recruiter and like helping people find jobs, like find, find as many of those people and just let them and then get them like, yeah. Here, here's the template that I've been using to send out. Here's some of my deliverables, my attachments, examples of my work, marketing sheets, whatever. Here's this, like just take it and like create as many relationships as possible. That's yeah. pretty much, pretty much what I would have that person do. And like, and like who, yeah. So I guess that's what, would, would this be full time? Um, I would, that's the one thing I would do. Like I would negotiate like, Hey, like, Here's what I'm willing to pay to you per week, and here, what amount of hours do you think would be worth your time to do that per week? And that's what I would ask them. Hmm. I'll give them a general idea of like numbers too. Like, yeah, here's, say here's, set the initial price, and here's, you can here's negotiate. The, here's but... the amount of people that, like, I ideally want you to contact per week. I guess there's multiple ways to kind of go about that. But yeah. Um. Sounds like you need someone who's interested in sales, who's maybe not in the sales game yet, but that'd be a good start for them in sales. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, from, I, like a, someone from, from a, co like a college, someone who's like a butler or something or who's... Dude, reach out to um, either McKnight and or uh, McQuiston. Hmm. Okay. Because McQuiston can sell yeah, like, someone their own car back to them who's your best student <laughs> no straight up yeah not even playing <laughs> who is your best who's not best student? like who's your most passionate student that speaks up the most out of anybody in class hit them, hit them both up doing well? yeah. and be like hey this is who i'm looking for yeah do you have anyone that fits this mold like if they really want to start selling like this is what it is what, time is, what, what month does school end uh, they're probably finishing their last few exams before gearing up for finals. They're usually done by Cinco de Mayo. Oh, then I should probably act on this quick before people go home yeah. for the summer. Okay, cool. But yeah, I think you tell them exactly who you're looking for. Yeah. A and they both know you, you know them, and describe your business and the role, and they'll find someone or they'll be like, hey, I, I don't. Mm -hmm. uh, but odds are high that they're probably going to have someone. Um, what and like a and that honestly like you can still pay them well for a college student but not have to pay them for someone who's maybe been in sales for the last three years yeah you know what I'm saying yep. so and you're also giving them really good experience outside of them working like going to knock houses like trying to talk to recruiters and colleges and people that have decision making capabilities is going to give them the best experience like right out of the gate better than their college degree i'm mm -hmm. just saying yeah and i just decided what i'm going to do as well Ooh, give, that, give that person or keep it to yourself and keep your strategy no nah, because what i'm going to do is like <laughs> obviously we're going to have this person i'm just talking about what am i going to give this person to send out to people and i'm going to create mm. a 30 second to 60 second video sweet for them to send out to people that's Me talking to the camera videos uh get a lot more engagement like yeah they can send an email and responses they're representing me they're they're writing like what what there is about me but i think they should do that but they should also attach a 30 second video of me like talking to a camera and like me putting my passion into it and actually like so they know like what i sound yeah. like what i look like and like what i'm about in 30 seconds yeah and minimal copy in the email like a few lines here a few lines there video bam yeah okay that's huge Love that. Yes. Okay. And then quick career tip. Uh, I actually got a question uh, this earlier this morning from a client about, hey, like what should I put in the header of my resume? 
Ooh, so like, like where they, you would put your address yeah, and number yeah. and things like that? Which is, it seems like a simple question, but I also, there's a couple things you can do to actually get a leg up on other applicants and other resumes. Um, obviously put your name, your contact information, your phone number, your email, basic stuff. And then, uh, your city, state, and zip code. If you're, go if you're going for jobs in a specific area, if you want to confine your search to a specific area, put your city, state, and zip code. Okay. If you're going for remote positions, you don't put city, state, or any location. And would so, that be the same if you're willing to move for yeah. a job? So willing, if you're willing to move for a job, you'll also put the location of where you would like to move to. Okay, so you'll just change it based yeah. on each job you apply for yep. in whatever city and state. Okay. Yep, I helped a, a guy relocate to Savannah, Georgia, and he I think he was moving from Michigan to there. He hadn't officially okay. moved yet, and we were getting him a resume to get a job down there, and we put Savannah, Georgia in his header. But where I think you can really differentiate yourself is, A, the first thing is a link to your LinkedIn profile at the top, like put LinkedIn profile and then you can embed a link to your LinkedIn profile. So if someone wants to like click and like view your profile, they right. can just get there directly from your resume. Yeah. And if you send a PDF, it'll just show up as a link, easy click. The other thing is like, if you're someone who has an online portfolio, putting a link to your online portfolio is also mm. a really good thing to put. Um, and I know obviously that is a whole separate discussion. It takes a lot of work to create that portfolio, but uh, any like online space where you have examples of your work. So that's another two things that you can put there. Um, and people ask, the, this person this morning also asked like, hey, like, is it okay for me to put my Twitter and my social medias on there? And I'm like, so here's my take on that. I would say, unless you use your social medias, the main focus of your social media accounts is to put out information about your industry and like what you do and like what you do on a professional basis yes but like if there's any like personal stuff that you put on there like no not on a resume hmm. so that's the question i got there fair enough like i know people who are like in, they're like in insurance sales or um, any type of sales and they specialize in a certain thing and that's what they use their, their twitter for or their their social media hmm. so yeah. yes that's when i think it would be good to put it on there yeah and it's like also Social media is a pain, but people are going to look, so just don't do dumb things. But yeah, but sometimes, like, if, if my what I say is like, if you think that your social media is an asset to you getting a job because you're like putting stuff on there that's valuable and shows your expertise in your industry, yes, then but like, it. yeah, don't put it in there if it's not going to make your case better. So it's a good point, but yeah. yeah, quick tip there. And that was actually from a question I just got this morning. From I'm trying to leverage more questions I get from clients and like kind of answering them to the show so. that's good i mean yeah it's a good question because yeah. social media is a huge part of life so yeah. um yeah i like that i did have another question nuts oh um you talk about adding links to like a portfolio of works mm -hmm. would that be like just in your documents on your computer is there a different site that you know about where you can like upload an entire portfolio or just simply refer to a website yeah so some people have websites um, I would say a very popular alternative for online uh, works is Google Drive you can oh, just yeah, you can okay. share a link to a, a Google Drive um, and make it public for the people who have the link and just put it in there and that way people can view it it's a good idea yeah yeah but I'm sure that's a good question that you ask as well I'm sure there's several other like alternatives where if you don't have a Gmail or if you don't want to create a Google Drive, like you can just easily have it like a Dropbox folder. Yeah, Dropbox. That's an true. Example. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm throwing around Dropbox cool. folder term like it's a regular term. No, Dropbox is an actual company. Um, yeah, yeah, it's they're yeah. big. So, kind of like the Kleenex thing. Like, hey, can you give me a Kleenex? Oh, Kleenex so isn't. It's not. That's not. Kleenex isn't the name of the thing. It's a tissue. It's a tissue. Kleenex is the brand. So many things like that that we do that. Gosh, for. man, you know, thermos. Remember when people, thermos dude? I used to have a thermos when, yeah. I, when I was a kid. People you know, threw, around, was that, a people threw around that term like it was just like a common item. Like, no, that's the name. Yeah, of the was, company. I had a Batman thermos. It was yeah. gray and blue. Yeah, but yeah. Well, um, your turn though. Is there anything that you'd like to share? Like anything that you've learned through? Your business this week, any tips that you have for people? Um, yeah, I'm going to go sport mode here. Sport? With my hat. 
that's what, that's what Mia calls it. We were at ceramics one day. We were doing some pottery, and I put my hat backwards. She goes, oh, sport mode, huh? I was like, oh, I like yeah. That. I like that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going Maybe sport- we should make that a cop- topic of the or a section of the show, sport mode. Sport mode. Yeah. Go. <laughs> going sport mode for my uh, – well, I kind of gave my business update. Biggest thing is um, getting some business coaching. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of tips, um, I wanted to talk about recovery today. Okay. Because – I see a lot of um, people who probably overtrain, too much overall stress on the body in and out of the gym. Gym stress, although we deem it quote unquote good stress, it's still stress. So, uh, challenge in everyday life is how much of that can we manage and mitigate. But we need that stress to create certain um, physiological changes and get the gains we want to uh, to get because the. Uh, after effects of post-exercise, very beneficial. I mean, it's good to be healthy. But uh, I, I think recovering in between your sessions is still not taken as seriously as it should be. Like, you know, I don't hit it hard five, six days a week. I CrossFit maybe three or four days a week. I'll do one or two days where I maybe practice a skill or a movement, Um Maybe I do some bodybuilding, like traditional bodybuilding movements, something I haven't done for a while. I'll have a day where I just maybe ride the bike, row, hit the ski for a little bit, super casually, do mobility, some flexibility, and just kind of mosey around and and just move. Uh, So yeah, in terms of days where I hit it hard, um, three or four, and even those, I'm not like redlining myself. Like yesterday, we had one where it was all gas, no brakes. Yeah, I hit it hard. But that's probably the only time I'm going to get that close to that this week again. It's mm-hmm. just not necessary. But what I will pat myself on the back for is when I know my body needs rest, I take it. Mm-hmm. Like it's no questions asked. If I want to do something from that day's workout, I'll do that on my own time. And I'll just be casual with it. I'll work on the movement, make mm-hmm. sure it's a quality movement. And I'll get in, do my shit, and get out. It, it's, you know, I have no guilt of just taking an off day. And I think we are still stuck in this, oh, I have to go hard all the time. No days off. I see Jocko up at 4.30 every single day. Even when he's tired, he's in the gym. Okay, yeah. If you're just a little tired, you can still work out. Mm-hmm. If your body is telling you, hmm, I'm pretty trained right now. Uh, we should probably keep it pretty light. And do very minimal things. Maybe we walk. Maybe you do an active activity. Like I'll go play tennis with Mia. And that's like, that's all I'll do. Mm-hmm. I'll just go play tennis. Stretch and that's it. Didn't even pick up a weight. Um, where it's, these people want all these gains. Look, I want them overnight too. I wish there were a magic pill. But going hard five, six days a week is going to be, eventually you'll hit a point of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Where more work is actually going to do uh, more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Where if you let your body truly rest and recover, you get good sleep, you still eat well, you eat the right amount of food on your off days, you're feeding the machine, and then the next day you're ready to go again, but you feel good. Um, if you just drive yourself in the ground, you're gonna get the opposite results. You're not gonna lose the weight, you're not gonna gain the muscle, you're gonna feel like garbage, you're gonna be overtrained, overtired, irritable. I mean, the list will go on. Yeah. Um, and you think you're doing all these good things for your body, which I understand, but some days less is more. Yeah. It won't take much <clears throat> some days to fire your nervous system or, you know, just get the response you're looking for. Do some light band work. Bands are slept on. I love bands, especially on an off day. Um, but people are not letting themselves recover, one, just that, and two, recover without guilt. Yeah. And obviously they talk about getting the right sleep you're talking about eating right there's a lot to unpack there obviously right um and you, you gave a good example about the band work but what would you tell the people who maybe they go to the gym three or four times a week they get in they get they put in like 30 30 minutes to an hour mm-hmm. and they go home so nothing crazy what's one thing that they can do they can start doing with no equipment um that can make them be more intentional about recovery like anything simple like with no equipment and anything apart from just eating right and sleeping. 
Oh, so like exercise wise. Yeah. Okay. Um, or like something simple, like something simple, something easy, easy, something that doesn't require equipment that can allow them to walk. Okay. 20, 30 minute walk a day. You'll get close to 10,000 ish steps, maybe mm-hmm. with a 30 minute walk. If you're kind of, you know, you're not slow poking it, but you're mm-hmm. not speed walking, you know, you're just walking. Yeah. Um, I think steps are huge. Yeah. The power of steps is, is amazing. And you get outside. So if it's sunny, you get vitamin D, you know, so there's other benefits uh, and side effects to walking outside. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I see people on the Stairmaster for an hour, this and that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, just go walk. It's more fun anyway. Or do some, something else active. You know, if you don't have equipment, well, I guess you'll need equipment to like even do tennis or something like that. But yeah, walking is very basic. Mm-hmm. Very basic. Um, you know, just doing uh, things like yoga. I mean, if you want to get a mat, get a mat. But you really don't need anything to just do 20, 30 minutes of yoga. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't do enough of it. But before COVID, I was doing it two nights a week. And once your body starts to open up and get used to what we're doing, like four or six weeks, you start to really see, oh, I can take this so much further. I can get deeper in this pose gains go up exponentially Mm -hmm. because then you can train to full range of motion you can train joints and muscles to their proper ranges of motion and that will inhibit better changes too Mm -hmm. so uh i think yeah yoga walking general just flexibility and mobility movements and and holds and poses uh, and exercises which if you don't know where to start hit me up like that's what i that's the world i live in um but all of those things, you do not need any piece of equipment. It's all for free. Okay. I mean, take the time to look it up or ask me, and that's that's what you have to do. Okay. But, yeah, I think those things, walking, yoga, stretching, doing mobility work, you don't need equipment, very beneficial for the body. Yeah. And, and breathing, <clears throat> you know, making sure you breathe into your diaphragm. You know, you're not just upward breathing, rising your chest. Breathe low abdominals first, breathe out, then up. Kind of like you're filling a balloon. Mm-hmm. Start low abdominals, breathe out, then let the air rise. That way you really expand that diaphragm. Now like things internally can open up. Organs can move and work more freely. Um, you can expand that rib cage a little better than, than having this collapsed rib cage, which then will restrict breathing even further. So, I mean, everyday things that we do, we just don't think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. I'd say those are those are pretty big, but like let yourself recover, man. Um, like I said, I from the internet to real life, I see people that are probably overtrained and maybe don't know it, don't feel it all the time because we always have to like feel things. But man, gains will improve with whatever you're trying to do: lose weight, gain muscle, increase performance. If you just let yourself actually recover. I think I could be better at this. Yeah, just like tone it back a day. Yeah. You know, if there's a day where, hey, I've hit, if you've hit the weights three, four days a week, like, oh, I'm sore, a little tired, but oh, I, I need to go train. Man, just play golf that day. Mm. Don't even pick up a weight. Just play golf. You love doing that too. It's good active recovery. Like yeah. you're moving, you're rotating, you're breathing, mm-hmm. like you're, you're working, uh, speed and power like you're still working so many different um adaptations but you're you're letting yourself just recover yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. but yeah i think you know less is more sometimes and you'll see more for it in the long run so yeah, yeah. let yourself recover that's okay. that's my big thing that's my spiel thank you yeah thanks thank get off my soapbox <clears throat> now let me let me step on down <laughs> There we go. That was a long drop. That was a, hey, I got up there for a second, yeah. and I can admit it. I can admit it. But damn it, man, recovery is – I'm so big on recovery. It's just yeah. like let it happen and be okay with it. Um, okay, let's get down and nerdy with it. You go because I'm tired of talking right now. Yeah, take a break. Recover from here. Ah, this guy. Uh, book talk. Well Coming played. Back Stronger by Drew Brees, one of the most accomplished quarterbacks, retired – Purdue grad, spent some time with the Chargers, mm-hmm. then the Saints, 
Um, yeah, he wrote a book, and it's a it's an autobiography, and he talks about. Um, he says you can't focus on the bad things that might happen in a game, or you won't be able to function properly when you are in the moment. So hmm. I thought this was good because you talk about performers. You want to help out performers. We each like regardless of what you do right now for whether it's for work whether you're an athlete whatever you do like you are performing in some way um, at some point in your day for an extended period of time that moment that period when you're performing it's not the time to focus on the negative things that that happen oh like maybe you, you had a not so good conversation with someone earlier in the day like you can't be thinking about that when you're providing value to um, the people you work with or your clients or family members or, or whoever you're you're trying to provide value to through your performing. So yeah. I thought that was, I mean, this book is obviously he's a, he's a professional football or he was a professional football player and it's, it's a sports focused book, but I mean, sports and life are so intertwined. And mm-hmm. I think that this is uh, to like when you're performing, the only thing that matters is your focus in that moment. Um, and you can always like, you can always dedicate time each day to reflect on the good and the bad of what happened in the day and form lessons from it and learn from it. But um, you have a responsibility to others to, to provide value to them in some way when you're performing. So yeah. um, whether you're, you do it for fun, for the passion, whether you're getting compensated for it, like th- that moment you, you owe it to that person to, to give them the best version of you. And you're not going to be the best version of you if you're worrying about negative things. And, right. Yeah. So it's it's easier said than done, obviously, but um, it's something that you gotta constantly be training yourself to do, and I'm constantly training myself to do it because we have so many thoughts that run into our brain each day. Like I don't even know how many thoughts go into our brain, but um, so it's tough to do. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the the people who are the best at what they do are able to hone in that focus and kind of block out the negative energy. Right. Well, and you know, sports is more mental than physical. Mm-hmm. Like, and. I wish I were better at this when I was playing sports of just controlling the emotion and accepting mentally like I'm going to miss a free throw. I might turn over the ball once or twice. Things are going to go sideways. Mm-hmm. And just being okay with that because when it happens like, all right, that's my mulligan. Let's get back after it. Mm-hmm. Got it out of the way. It's gone. And just going back to work. Yeah. Because if you think about the, the free throw or two that you missed in the first quarter and, and you're shooting them and... You're tied up in the fourth. Going to miss those important free throws, boo Yep. Um, <laughs> no, this is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, it's so much is mindset. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm a master by any means, but channeling and like focusing that on the job at hand, that's a superpower, man. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Uh, do you have any, um, I'm trying to think. How to word this any habits or techniques rather that if you're on the golf course um or basketball court i guess either but i know you're like golf is your like you've been doing that since you could walk um growing up things if something didn't go your way did you have a technique or something you said to yourself or do say to yourself to get you back in there yeah i still do and this is something i always need to like reinforce because I can work on that. I'm a competitive person. I get mad at myself yeah. when, I, when things don't go my way. Like, for real. Like, yeah. people see <laughs> um, For real. But I think the best thing that I tra- train myself to do is visualize. Visualize the most successful ideal outcome that you're about to do next. So if I hit a bad shot, um, if I miss a shot, if I turn over or whatever, every action that I make beyond that point, I'm visualizing success before it actually happens. Hmm. Like, the next shot on the golf course, I, I take a deep breath and I literally imagine where the ball is going to go. Even okay. though I just shanked my shot before, yeah, this next shot is going to be the best shot. Cause like, I can't remember. I, I had a, one of my coaches told me that like, when you play a full round of golf, like you're going to have a lot of strokes out there. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're like, there's a lot of different, but you should never discount the importance of any individual shot. And mm. that got like, if you have a bad shot, um, you should treat that next one like it's the most important thing ever. Yeah. And you don't want to dwell on the past. So that's why I visualize successful things happening before yeah. they happen. Every rep counts. Yeah. Your next driver iron can save the mm-hmm. one, two holes before. Yeah. And like, it's up to you. I mean, you have to trust that you put in the preparation before that 
mm. for your body to do the work to perform well. But what you can control in the moment is like what you think is going to happen, what your your your, your mentals tell you. Yeah. So. I like how you said that the the preparation piece, because my dad always said whether it's sports or business, the most prepared wins. Yeah. Or school, name it. It's facts, man. But it's, true. it's the truest thing I've ever heard. You're so less nervous if you are very well prepared. Mm-hmm. If you have to give a presentation, if you have to perform on the golf course, on the basketball court, like if you know where your skills are at and you're like, that, I'm super <clears throat> sound right now, I'm prepared, I'm going to roll over like my my opponents, man. And that's learning. It's a dangerous day for, for everyone else. They're in trouble. Yeah. And that's learning through experience too. Like you have to, your preparation is obviously you have the time where you put in work yourself, the solo work, the lab work, your stud, those long hours mm-hmm. of studying. Mm-hmm. But like, don't discount all of the things that you've done in competition, relationships if you've created. Like, those relationships should give you the knowledge to be confident going forward if you're getting the most out of them. So yeah, learn from experience. Yeah, and and don't be afraid to take risks and do things that are. <clears throat> that you've never done before because like when you do them like other things are going to become easier yeah it's true yeah it's a good point man i still haven't read that book but i've i've always liked drew Brees on and off the field i mean i think it's one it's a niche where a lot of athletes write that same type of book like it's not like you have to like yeah but like you got to just find the the athletes that you identify with and you look up to and uh, most 100%. of them have the same type of vibe, same type of lessons. Um, and but it's just it's through sto- storytelling. We learn through stories, so yeah. Um, you just gotta take what you can out of each of them. Yeah, but that's good, man. I am. Um, I had started it before I moved, and then hadn't picked it up. So I started over with how emotions are made by Lisa Feldman Barrett. I think it's. Funny that authors always have their middle name too. Yeah. Do the full. It's more eloquent. Full hurrah, I guess. Like, <laughs> I guess I feel better that I know middle name is Feldman. Yeah, Bet. I feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, so a couple takeaways I've had so far. I'm still like, like I said, I started over, still early on, but, um. What we're in right now is kind of delineating the terms that we use, so. He talked about experiments that he studied, or she, excuse me, uh, studying psychology and things. And she wrote that there were numerous experiments that showed uh, when people would get the feeling of depression, it's because they let down the standards held by themselves. Mm-hmm. When people would feel um, anxious or anxiety, it's when they didn't live up to the standards of others, mm-hmm. which like, I've not separated the two in in that way but it, it makes sense like oh yeah when i've like felt extra low it's because i didn't live how i know i live mm-hmm. or like to the standards of 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 colin slaker like i did not live up to those standards um but i just thought that was uh interesting and important to uh, kind of delineate the two and when she was trying to do experiments of you know, taking surveys of how people felt if they felt, you know, stress or anxiety or depression. Um, she had a ton of outcomes where they didn't know what to say, like that they felt. They didn't know what they were feeling, but they could have been depressed, but they were sad. So they would kind of write it all down. Well, I'm, I'm sad. I'm anxious. I'm depressed. I'm all of these things. And so that's how she started to get into uh understanding like the terms that we use to describe our emotions mm-hmm. it's like because emotions uh, should have different physical changes kind of like a footprint and uh, she was saying so if if we can understand how we're feeling and, and put that in proper terminology and this is how i kind of interpreted you know when we can do those things and understand oh i am feeling this emotion because it was caused by this action uh, then I think, at least for me, I would be able to better work with my emotions than trying to combat them. Because mm-hmm. emotions are not going to go away. Right. And so when I was reading this, I'm like, huh, if if I can really separate what I'm truly feeling and why, like what caused that emotion? What is, what is that emotion? Is that 
truly anger? Is that truly anxiety? Like what was the action that led to that, that feeling? Mm-hmm. And what is it really? And then I can better work with that, work with the action and the outcome and my emotion and how I feel and work with it just by understanding it and not go into a fit of, you know, irritability or just being like put off for the day or something like that because of a certain emotion. Mm-hmm. So how do I better, how do I work with them better? And I think it starts by understanding what I'm actually feeling and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's a great point. So yeah, I I have to read <clears throat> this one a little slower because it's pretty sciencey. Um, but one that I think is going to be a, an important read for myself. Yeah. Um, just understanding what our emotions are, how they're made and how we can, how we act with them. Yeah. And how we act with them is Mm -hmm. reminds me of Travis Bradbury's emotional intelligence 2.0 book talks about how you, how can you convert your emotions into productive actions Mm. and positive actions? Yeah. Like you want momentum, right? Like the people who, I mean, it's okay to feel whatever we feel like that's step one is like become, come to those terms with that. But you don't want to let those emotions pile into continuous bad decisions. Cause that's kind of how, you, I mean, the more you do that, the tougher it is to come back from it. You can always come back, but right. um, you want that momentum. You want, you want that, that positive action from your emotions. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you for highlighting that. So. Absolutely, man. Thank you for your insights. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> All right, Tim, anything else? I'm good on my end. Great All episode right. this morning. Beautiful morning. The rain's pattering on the windows. It's been a relaxing Ooh. relaxing little session here. So Good for pattering. Yeah. Pattering. Pattering. Pitter patter. Let's go. All right, everyone. As always, thank you so much for hanging with us. We hope you enjoyed the show. Head on over to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, we always like hearing from you guys. And let us know you know, topics you'd want us to cover, something that you, know, you relate to because you're probably not the only one. So we want to hear from you. We want to talk about those things on the show. And send us maybe guest ideas too. If you think you know, someone would be a good fit on the show, let us know. We're always happy to reach out, make a new connection, uh, and do that. So thank you so much again, and you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.